0: Of course they end up being brothers in the end. This is Boss Baby spoilers. This is spoilers. All right, welcome ba- to ba- <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to spoilers. Yes, that murmur you heard was the murmur of the Boss Baby. That's been going around our Twitter feed and group thread for about 4 months now. Uh, with me today, i uh, let the guys introduce themselves, starting with Josh.
1: Oh man, was not ready for being first. Uh, hey, I'm Josh, recording from Elkhart. Mikey and I saw this together last night, um, and we're the only two adult males there together, so we have that distinction going for us.
2: And I'm Mikey. Uh, yeah, just a couple of dudes watching Boss Baby together. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that old uh, cliche yeah
2: <laughs> there was a, it was packed man there was there was a lot of people there it was we almost josh and i almost had to sit right next to each other it was so packed
1: yeah we left that seat in between us <laughs> as a courtesy to ourselves but man it was tight there was some times i got nervous that i was gonna you go the buffer seat. yeah, yeah there's people
2: shuffling in in and out the whole movie I
0: mean, you fellas sound super insecure, but you do bring up a good point that this was the number one movie in America this weekend, Dethroning Beauty and the Beast. That's crazy. Jordan, what was your theater like? Uh,
3: this is Jordan, recording from Greensboro, North Carolina. Uh, my theater was also packed. I I think it was... I, I wanted to say sold out, but I do remember seeing like two empty seats, so like real close. Um, but yeah, I was also... I think the only adult male there without a child in tow. So uh, definitely felt a little insecure, but I mean, I haven't seen Beauty and the Beast, but uh, a deserved, I would say box office takeover. I, I like this movie.
0: Well, this is uh Pappy recording from Denver, Colorado. Um, I guess I'm probably the reason that we're seeing this because I've retweeted every boss baby thing I've seen <laughs> from at spoilers underscore pod for about the last four months. <laughs> I th- and it started from seeing the trailer uh which I thought looked like it made it made it look like one of the worst movies ever but Jordan you said you liked it uh Mikey and Josh what do you guys think initial thoughts
1: Um I started getting really nervous about the movie during the previews Mikey and I kind of kept yeah. looking at each other like rolling our eyes like what the hell did we get ourselves into like this is a movie for babies about a baby. Like what (laughs) What, the fuck am I doing in the theater?
0: What trailers did you remember in the trailers that you saw?
2: Oh, none of them were like, wow, I got to see that. That'll be like Zootopia or something. It was all like very baby type humor. It was, (laughs) it was like so bad. I, I can't remember the names of any of it. It was terrible.
1: It it all kind of blurred together in one bad joke cartoon sort of thing. I know exactly what you're talking
3: about. I can't remember the names of any of those movies, but they all looked super childish, and I was like, ah, shit.
0: <laughs> I had a Captain Underpants, which was... Yes,
1: yeah. And like, the Diaries of a Wimpy Kid, kind of back-to-back there. like, Yeah, that
2: one looked pretty bad, too. Wow.
0: It's like a second-grade English teacher got control of a, of a <laughs> movie studio. <laughs> uh, and then I also had a Lego something. What's it called? Yeah, no, Johnny... Ninja. Ninjato? Yeah. I don't know. What do you guys say? Have um, you guys seen trailers for that? What do you think about that one?
2: The Lego movie looks pretty good. But I like all those movies, anyways. I'm not sure about the Lego
3: movie. I, <laughs> I really didn't like the Batman one. <laughs>
1: what?
3: I was so. I was just found myself being really bored. But I, that was like the first Lego movie I really watched, though. So I don't know. That's maybe not my, my thing.
1: Yeah, I mean, the marketing for boss baby and Lego movies is kind of like just lumped in there with all the kids cartoon movies and I guess second grade graphic novel crossovers.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, the marketing for this movie was terrible. And and for me going in the movie theater, the bar was lower than that goddamn doggy door that Alec Baldwin's character crawls through. Uh, (laughs) I wrote that one down ahead of time. Uh, but Josh, sorry. what, What did you think
1: of the movie? Well, I can always tell when you uh, write your jokes ahead of time. (laughs) Because I'm reading them out loud and it's painful. (laughs) I'm glad you got a chance to slip that in. Um, My bar uh, was pretty low once the movie started. And honestly, I felt myself being pretty pretty cynical and jaded throughout. It did have a couple emotional tugging points. Um, I thought the animation was really done well and it really... I don't know. You could really see emotion in characters that I feel like a lot of animations miss. Did you notice that? It's really expressive. Like their huge freaking eyes
3: and stuff. I thought that was really good too.
1: They have gigantic eyeballs. (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's a DreamWorks animation and just like clicking through the uh, art department on IMDb. All of these people have like cross-pollinated other DreamWorks movies. So it's definitely a distinctive style. Uh, Mikey, what did
2: you think about the movie? Uh, yeah, I had like the same kind of reservations going into it, but uh, I agree with the animation is pretty, pretty great, uh, especially when they're like when uh, the older brother is imagining stuff.
0: Oh, that was my favorite part.
2: Yeah. yeah, it was. I mean, I wasn't expecting anything like that, and it surprised me.
1: Yeah. So One thing the, about this, oh. Yeah. oh Well, one thing I wanted to talk to you guys about was... um, I kind of mentioned this to Mikey in the car on the way home, but did you notice all of the... I thought this had a lot of movie references within it. Um, One of the ones that kind of sticks with me, and it's really quick, is when they're in a bounce house, and they escape out the back, and it's like an animal kind of pooping them out, much in the way... In Ace Ventura, when he comes out the back of the rhino, I thought it was like a directly... Um, shout out to that. And there are a couple other things, too. Did you guys notice any?
0: Well, definitely uh, Cookies Are For Closers is a reference to Glengarry Glen Ross. Uh, coffee is for closers.
1: mm mm-hmm. um, I thought the... And the reason I thought of saying this now was you're talking about the dream sequences. I think that was a lot of Peter Pan, and they even had, like, pirates and pirate ships thrown in there. Uh, I thought there were some Looney Tunes references, I noticed. There's more. I... I can't remember them all right now, but I thought that was one of the coolest, most enjoyable parts of the movie.
0: Jordan, any other thoughts on the animation style of the boss baby?
3: Uh, as far as animation style, I, I was going to say something similar to Mikey. I I think there were a few parts during the movie where I kind of felt like it was getting too bogged down in kind of the plot line, and they would always switch it up really quick with one of the imagination sequences that like, might kind of change up the pace a little bit. Um, and so I thought that was a cool way of kind of getting through the story without... Just having them like break through doors and doggy doors and stuff Um, the entire time it was a little bit a little bit more exciting. But yeah.
0: Well, to pivot a little bit off the animation, when I was looking up this movie later, I was stunned by the cast of this movie. So quickly, you have Alec Baldwin, of course, as the boss baby in that title role. Steve oh, Buscemi ba- as Francis Francis, who plays the main antagonist. <laughs> uh, so I guess maybe to explain what his role is, we should talk about what the plot is of this movie. Does anyone feel equipped to break, to decompress what?
2: Oh my god, this is like the most confusing part of the whole. <laughs> this was a complex movie. I didn't really understand it. To be honest,
1: uh, yeah, Mikey and I had this debate on the way home, and I guess just to kind of spoil this up front, um, we, I think that the entire movie is imagination from the older boy and the baby was never in actuality delivered to their house two times um and uh yeah what do you guys think about that it's kind of left ambiguous but that's my response
0: i would agree because the like one of the opening shots you get is the older brother tim and he's doing an imagination that's what pulls you into the story so from Jump Street they're saying that part of what you're seeing is imaginary and of course like the narrator who is played by Toby Maguire Spider-Man <laughs> says multiple times well that's how i remembered it so it definitely gets that vibe um but i think if you were a kid you would probably like <laughs> this movie's target audience isn't old enough <laughs> mature enough to pick up on that nuance
1: yeah Agreed, and that reminds me of another movie reference. I think we got some E.T. when they're kind of cleansing the house, and I think we got a little bit of Men in Black when they're using the uh, little wands to erase memories. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'll stop bringing up movie references, but that really struck me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, and then uh, we also had, just to run out the cast here, two TV stars also in the cast playing the parents, uh, Jimmy Kimmel as the dad and Lisa Cujo, from friends as a mom, uh, I guess as far from an acting perspective, what, what, did you, what did you guys take away from this movie?
3: It was—I I thought it, the voice acting was really good. I, what is it about Alec Baldwin's voice that just like makes people laugh? Is it just like his timing and stuff? But I, like, I think he's pretty funny in everything I, I've seen him in at least recently, um, or the roles where he's supposed to be funny. And I don't exactly know like what is it about the quality of his voice that I don't know. People just laugh.
1: And he always plays that same kind of character. So, so he snide. even he even does in this one. He plays himself, but he's a baby. So still, they <laughs> yeah. make it work.
2: He's playing Jack Donaghy, the baby. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> From
1: That's
2: why I like this movie. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: I'll be honest. I don't have anything else written down about the Boss Baby. Does anybody else have anything they'd like to to bring
1: up? Uh, yeah. I mean, you mentioned the parents as and the acting. Did you guys think that the parents are kind of bad, bad parents?
3: Well, well, leaving leaving their two young children with this big grok of a nanny.
1: <laughs> They've had some obvious mistakes.
0: <laughs> they also sort of like live, let their children run wild in a bounce house too. Uh, earlier in the movie, so it's just like a baby and like a five year old taking care of a baby while they go off to work. Yeah,
2: who lets a five year old take care of a newborn ba- baby?
0: <laughs> bad, bad, parents.
2: bad parents but
0: also I mean I don't know how deep we want to go into the boss baby but that could have also been part of the kids just perception of the unfairness of the situation you know what I mean like imagined
1: that's true you know? um, they also seem to be passed out in a drug induced coma on the couch multiple times at <laughs> the movie with a bunch of munchies lying around <laughs>
0: Okay, that that brings up a good question too. When was the setting of this movie? I have zero idea because there's tape players, but there's also like uh, technology. Like, when was when did this take place?
1: I hadn't even thought about that, man. I mean, <laughs> I didn't see anything to dissuade me from saying that it's modern day. The as in
0: the baby was a Tim was a baby in modern day time or the boss
1: baby. And then, like, oh, like I guess you're right. Because the, the, last scene, the last scene is, you know, the narrator with the daughter, kind of like how I met your mother style. Right. And yeah, I, it is unclear. Well,
0: I was trying to, like, pick up on clues, too. And, like, the styles are pretty generic, but there's also, like, a big plot point where at one point Tim records the boss baby talking on a tape player, and that gets run over by a car. So that made me think maybe it was, like, 90s or something,
1: but I don't know. I just thought that that was kind of a kid's toy. I didn't take that as like a scene setting. I don't know, Mikey. What? When did you? What decade is
2: this in? Uh, that's. Uh, I mean, that's hard to tell. I would just assume it's like '90s or something like, like that. I guess we need Stevie. He's our really devout. I was to say if TV. we
0: ask Stevie, it's going to be an '80s <laughs> film. <laughs>
1: Clearly mid eighties. Yep, this and the Pulp Fiction, both eighties films.
0: <laughs> Josh, a question for you too. I, for me, for me, I hate when I say that. Some of the humor is kind of like, I don't know, crude for like a baby movie. Like I think there's like a, like a lots of poop jokes and that kind of stuff. Like, what do you think as a as a parent, as, as far as the appropriateness level?
1: Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with it at all. I feel like I'm more on the liberal side of that. I think you bring up an interesting thing. Being a parent might give me a little bit of a different perspective as far as, you know, I have two kids and there's that older kid feeling like that jealousy from the younger kid and Blackbird... Let's face it, Pat, that's a beautifully arranged song. I think we could both agree. And that's kind of a song that my daughter likes, too. So that, like, anytime they would play that, it kind of pulled at my heartstrings. And I was like, that's kind of just a cheap way to use a Beatles song to, like, (laughs) rip at my soul. But they did it. (laughs) And, yeah, as far as, like, seeing the baby's butt fart out powder, like, I don't care if my daughter sees
3: that. What about when he almost gets his butt plugged in, like, the first two minutes of the film with a
1: pacifier? (laughs) That might have been my hardest laugh of the whole movie. (laughs) Did you guys have, like, a favorite part, like, single
3: part? Mm. I I mean, that part really stuck out to me, even though it's just in, like, the opening kind of credits, like, establishing setting almost, but
2: I'm not sure. Pep, uh, was your crowd, like, laughing out loud? Our crowd is pretty loud,
0: uh they- there were a lot of kids going crazy for some of the yeah. <laughs> the visual gags. <laughs> yeah <laughs> not not as much from the parents and, and I guess kind of like the reason that I brought that up is I feel like that D- Disney movies are so much better in that there's like a different layer for parents that I didn't necessarily pick up on, but maybe like. A baby getting a pacifier up his butthole is a joke for mom and dad. I don't know. I feel <laughs> there like a joke about,
1: this... There's a joke about alcohol, like the Long Island iced tea, I think. Oh, yeah. People in Long Island don't oh, know yeah. how to make iced tea or something
3: like that. Yeah,
0: Yeah. after the kid drinks <laughs> uh, Long Island iced tea with a bachelorette party in Las Vegas.
2: <laughs> and the baby oh, comes yeah, out sexually harassed, covered in covered in lipstick. Yeah.
1: <laughs> But that baby, as presented, is like a forty-five-year-old in a baby's body. So, I think he's of legal age of consent. He's a boss man.
3: <laughs> the boss baby. What about the uh, aspect of the pacifier being like an acid trip into Baby Corp? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. So if you haven't if you haven't seen the Boss Baby, somehow. Uh, <laughs> when. When you suck on, you are
1: living in a hole.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) where have you been, dude? (laughs) Uh, You suck on the pacifier, and then it takes you in kind of like back to the movie references—a Christmas Carol slash, uh, um, God, what is that movie with uh, Jimmy Stewart? Dude,
3: it's actually a Young Guns, a Young Guns reference. No, no, (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's the Spirit World, man.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is that Jimmy Stewart movie? The one where he's—it's a Wonderful Life, but like, yeah, where they're moving throughout Baby Core, but cannot be seen or heard or whatever, and he's giving them the backstory. But what it, what enables that is tripping on a pacifier.
2: Yeah. What What was Boss Baby's purpose supposedly throughout the entire movie? To take to down
1: me? the puppies. Yeah, they were they are taking
2: their pie, fighting over love or something. So it's like kind of like Monsters Inc. I don't know. This Boss Baby movie—it's kind of falling apart at the seams.
0: <laughs> well, actually, I I think that might actually be kind of decent writing because they're drawing a parallel because the Boss Babies' uh, bosses are saying that there's only so much love to go around, which is the whole like psychological thing that Tim's going through—is that somehow having two kids means less love for you. So it's kind of like mm-hmm. manifesting that fear that he has in a ridiculous plot by Francis Francis, Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Soft. Well, that's about all I have. We You should do yes or no. Let's do it. All right, Josh, mm-hmm. what do you yeah. think?
1: Um, been thinking about this since we saw it, what I'm going to give it. Um, like I said, it does do a decent job at emotionally conveying emotions for a cartoon. Um, honestly, though, this wasn't like when you see Toy Story for the first time at all. Um, if you have you know, a five-year-old to like seven-year-old in that range, take them. They'll love it. I'm not going to say it's justified to spend a movie on the uh, money on rather um, just wait till it comes out on video check it out if you have the time it's nothing groundbreaking but it's a pretty decent comedy um, it'll make you feel a little bit childish though skip the previews
2: <laughs> yeah uh, I'll go next uh, I agree with everything Josh just said but I did find myself laughing at some parts and I wasn't really expecting to um, and the animation was a lot better than I uh was expecting it to be as well, but it's still no.
1: <laughs> I didn't actually say, but it's a no-dog. That's two no-dogs.
0: Two no-dogs, Jordan? <laughs>
3: um, yeah, I, I kind of agree with everything you guys have said. I, I went in with a very low bar, so low that I actually I was the first one of us to see this movie. And when I said that I was going, I thought you guys had played a terrible April Fool's joke on <laughs> me. It would have been hilarious <laughs> April Fool's oh, we should have. Yeah. It would have been too perfect. But um, yeah, I had a low bar. But with that said, I had I found myself laughing way more than I thought I would, um, and so I didn't hate the movie. Uh, so I would agree with Josh: don't spend the money to see it in a theater. Um, but I would. Give it a soft yes, maybe. Maybe check it out on DVD or Redbox or something.
0: Flaccid. A flaccid yes for Jordan and two no dogs from the guy who saw it together. Uh, I guess this is the first time I've ever seen a movie where I was disappointed about how not bad it was. I was ready for an, a train wreck of like the room or like other just epically bad movie proportions it's a solid kids movie but i think that the marketing campaign may have like done a little producers wool over our eyes right there and tried to make it look like the worst movie possible that said it is super weird um but it's a no for me it's did not enjoy the boss baby despite the fact that it was better than i thought it would be so that's three no's and one yes
1: i think that's pretty fair
0: yeah, so, sounds about right. Twenty five percent on the old spoiler meter. Uh, so, if you'd like to get in contact with us, we're at spoilers underscore pod. You can email us at spoilers at gmail dot com. Our website is the same name, spoilers dot com. Uh, we have a phone number, but I am not even gonna fuck with it at this point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> think that's How many voicemails right? have we gotten? <laughs> uh, one from Stevie. <laughs> Oh, and one other note here, actually, before we give the that was spoilers. Uh, corrections department, Beauty and the Beast isn't the only Disney animated film to be nominated for Best Picture. Uh, Toy Story 3 and Up were also nominated. Thanks for listening. That yeah, but, was spoilers. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that kind of Pixar, but yeah, whatever. whatever.